Time once again for the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. I'm Jason. She's Jolene. We are, well, half of us are actual mental health professionals. The other one just has mental health issues. You can decide which one in the end is the one. Um, we are, what is it now? Mid-January? Yeah, sec- yeah, second week in January. How are yeah. you doing with your intentions so far, Jolene? Oh, very intentionally intending on them. <laughs> <laughs> very focused on your intentions. <laughs> you, can't, you can't hold on too tight, though. You got to leave room for just like, it's just a loose grip, like a tight little, oh my God, I'm not even going to say it. Just just a little gentle. Oh, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see my hands right now, you would see what I was cupping. <laughs> this is where a YouTube show would come in handy, which perhaps we'll get to at some point this year. Yeah, that's Jason. He's on the you're on the techie end of things. That'll be your your idea. If you guys saw our YouTube video right now, you would see me rocking my awesome Tupac hoodie that I found this summer. And I was like, yes, channeling the inner 90s. <laughs> and you know what's funny is the 90s is now considered retro. Um like yes. that's like 30 years ago. Yeah, you know what's super weird is when somebody referenced 20 years ago, my head went to the 1980s. Yes. <laughs> Mine always does too. Oh yeah, yeah. When Lethal Weapon came out, it's like no, 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 no. That was like forty years ago. I know, crazy. So, anyways, so we're we're talking about kind of like we talked about intentions last week and how you said they're better than resolutions. Uh, now we're talking about kind of making space for things because you can't really incorporate much in the way of change without you got to create space for change, right? Totally. Yep. I recently went through a pretty big career transition um, as something that I was doing, which was very good. And I really enjoyed it. And it was, you know, it took a good couple of years of my life, but it kept me very busy. And now I'm kind of like, it's been about, you know, six, seven weeks since that change happened. I've got more space in my life. I'm starting to get more creative again. And I thought, and that's a, it kind of became a good metaphor for what we were kind of talking about this week. We have to make space energetically, physically, mentally, lots of different things. So one thing I'll do in my schedule, just to give you an example, is like I had the same like jam-packed schedule through the last couple of years of my life. And then this last summer that went by, I very intentionally was like, I need to make space for things. So I schedule, I'm I'm scheduled months in advance, but I will schedule free, quote unquote, um, weekends that aren't planned yet, but they are their spare time so that they can fill with something. And I started to do that when I was like, oh, I think I should start socializing again and getting out of my little hermit shell here. And I was like, but I'm going to need space for that. Like if somebody comes into my life that I want to spend time with, I need space for that. So I started intentionally just planning space with nothing in it. And it was beautiful to see what would fill that space come that time. Right. So it's the same thing. So that's like space in your schedule. Like we're talking about there. We're also talking about, you know, space in our homes. So everybody's cleared out um, all their Christmas stuff, right? So now we have space in our home, okay? Um, it's, I, I always love looking at it this way, that like everything around us is matter, right? And anyone remember old physics classes? Like I am not going to claim to be an expert here, but all, all of these solid pieces of matter are a whole bunch of particles vibrating together to create solid matter. Is that correct? It is like we are all constantly moving molecules of energy. Yeah. Right. So when you think about a cluttered space or a space with with a lot of things in it, that's a lot of vibrating energy around you. And I'm like super energy sensitive. 
and very attuned. And I like less clutter. This is where, you know, people, you want to think like minimalist life and anyone out there that's got kids that are like, I'm ready to get rid of the swing and the, this and the, that, and all of these things. Right. I'm constantly somebody that rearranges my space because energetically it just feels different. I feel different when I walk into the space, my, like I very intentionally tend to the hygiene of my space, both, um, you know, the way things are positioned, but also when you walk into a room, like, how does it feel? I spend a lot of time making sure that some spaces in my home for sure feel calm and grounding for my kids and not overwhelming because, and, and for myself as well, because the more cluttered and like disorganized a space is, the more cluttered and disorganized our brains will be, the more we will feel internally dysregulated. The more predictable a space is, the more arranged and visually appealing and less stimulating a space is, the more mentally calm and internally regulated will be. So that's why I really encourage people to pay particular attention to certain areas of their home. Like you might not be able to do this in every area of your home, but like, how does it feel when you're finally able to like purge maybe stuff in your closet or, you know, for example, I know like a few times a year when I go in and just really overhaul my kids' bedrooms and I, and they walk in and they're like, ah, you know, and you're like, get rid of all the little shit, those fucking kinder surprise, like all these <laughs> stupid ways. <laughs> I'm so right? glad when that era with my son came to an end because yeah. it's a bunch of junk just got turfed. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking McDonald's toys. Like get rid of this garbage. Right. So anyways, that's another topic, but those are the kinds of things that build up, right? Um, so looking at like, how can I make space in my home for mental clarity, for focus, for discipline, for my ability to be creative? Like, just imagine having, you know, look around your home. It's been pretty cluttered for the last month or so. And then like, how good does it feel? Like I had to move all my plants downstairs and find new homes for them for while my Christmas stuff was up because I didn't have any room. And, you know, what does it feel like to bring all that in there? Um, I'm, I'm really thinking about things like feng shui, if people are interested in that, like specific placements of things in your home and specific things to have. I have like altars set up all around my home in our bedrooms, in my offices, at our kitchen table. And these altars have various different things like feathers and candles and crystals. And my kids will often add to them. The ones at the kitchen table for sure. And these are just like little magical spaces in our home that cultivate uh, a feeling, a vibe, a flow of energy that um, shifts and changes with like the seasons and the weeks. You know, I have different flowers on my table every um, week, all of those kinds of things. So what is it that you're doing to your space to create um, a feeling, an impact, right? Like in your office, Jason, like if people can see in his little man cave here, like he's got lots of posters and different things that are inspiring the type of work you're doing. If you look at mine, it's all like crystals, Buddhas, chakra, like chakra um, banners and feathers and things like that. Right. Because that is the creative space that I'm in. So like, what do you do to cultivate that space for yourself? My work office is the same thing. And that's actually something that saved my sanity when my children were really young because it was the only space in my home that nobody else touched. I could leave it and come back and it was the exact same. And it was very minimalist. It was simple. It was my, it still is like hugely my creative space. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, in my other line of work, in the line of paranormal <laughs> investigation, one thing we look at in a person's home when we do the tour is how cluttered it is. Yeah. Sometimes a cluttered and chaotic home can invite in negative energy. And that can lead to so many different problems in that kind of paranormal realm, which we're not really talking about here, but it's the same principle. I have a friend who has severe mental health issues. 
every home he lives in is a complete and utter fucking pigsty. It's a mess. It's reflective of his mental state. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. If you're a normally neat person and you're going through some hard times in life, you start to realize that your home isn't as tidy anymore. You're not caring about putting the dishes away right away. Like you're leaving laundry just laying around. That should be a good wake up call for yourself that maybe you're not in the space that you used to be in. Be mindful yeah. of that. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, you know, often there's like one partner who's tidier than the other. And that can be kind of crazy making my, my ex had a really hard time, has a really hard time organizing things end up everywhere. And my dad used to be like super OCD so that everything, like every wrench was lined up in size order. Well, I go out, I don't even know where wrenches are. And like, he would just buy a new set of wrenches because he wouldn't know where some of them were. Right. Like it was it's, it's wild. And, and it's not, I'm not critiquing him. It's just a, it's something he's not really capable and didn't learn how to do or hasn't prioritized. And he's been really honest. Like sometimes I'll go over and clean my kids' rooms for their mental state, because it's just really dysregulating to be that disorganized and to have things in so many different places, even though they have a home, you know, exactly, so I really, exactly. yeah, I really try and teach my kids like things have a home and there's a reason why we put them back where they belong and things like that. Right. <laughs> well, we have a day at once a week where we all get together and clean and tidy the house and everything just kind of gets organized because through the week it gets busy and it gets crazy, but we need that reset day. And even like in my son, his room, he puts his room back in order and then you see I mean it fall out of order through the week and then it goes back in order on the weekend kind of thing. And it works out, but we, it's a constant state of keeping things in line. Yeah. And I love that because we don't need to keep it there all the time. And that's, that's a difficult task, right? Things that I love is I love going to bed with a clean kitchen so that I can wake up to a clean kitchen. Those are some of like my, my, my core things that I'll make sure. And then other things get a little disorganized and stuff, but that's exactly it. How do you feel when you get that once a week reorder? That's like freeing. It's the breath of fresh air. It's the like, okay, it's the reset button. Like think about how that feels and what you're teaching him of like how that feels, because if we don't have that, I don't want to say extreme feeling, but that very noticeable reward, then we also have less incentive to keep it up. But when we lose it and gain it back, there's like way more sense of satisfaction in there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And even one thing, one thing my wife does, which is kind of neat, every so often, like once a year, the house gets reorganized in some way, right? Like the living room changes a little bit and stuff. And it just kind of keeps that flow of energy going. It so does. things don't stagnate, right? That's exactly it. Because we do, we get stagnant energy in, in different places in our home. And sometimes we can't really shift and change things. So sometimes I will like change the color of things. I'll randomly paint stuff. Like I had a stupid creative weekend. I was very emotional a few weekends ago. And I just like went on this, I don't know, I had a couple gins and I was like, I'm going to fucking paint stuff. So then like all of a sudden my son came home a couple days later and he was like, mom, you painted the knife block. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I did because it was black and it looked so dark in that corner of my counter that I was like, that thing needs to be white. <laughs> Just painted it white. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh my God. Don't judge me guys. Like I'm real here. Um, but, but these are the things like sometimes we can't always change this, the, the shape or space of things, but sometimes we can change the color. We can change how they're organized. We can change maybe how many things are visible. Maybe you put things in bins instead of on a shelf and then they're covered, they're closed. 
Um, adding plants to your space is a really beautiful one. So if you can start adding plants to your space, you're getting the oxygen. You're also bringing life into your home, right? Um, and just work really hard. Teach yourself how to take care of the plants. Find the easy ones to take care of, right? All of those kinds of things. Um, but that's a really beautiful way to like touch up your space, right? Um, some other things, like I just reorganized our basement as well before Christmas, because I had to, again, make space for some of the Christmas stuff. And I was like, you know what, let's just make a new space. So the kids play differently. Cause sometimes I don't know about other people, but like my kids will run into a space and like jump on the couch because it looks like a giant obstacle course. I'm like, cut that shit out. Like walk around or, you know, so now I create little stations and now they have like a little Play-Doh station at a table they haven't touched in two years, you know, just cause I moved it. Um, things like that. So I'm always, and again, when I was home with twins and a toddler, I created stations everywhere in my house. So I was constantly shifting and changing spaces every um, month for my own sanity as well. But yeah, some things you can do, you can change your artwork up. So I actually take down a lot of pictures and things like that at Christmas time, put up whatever the Christmas decorations are, and then I put the pictures back up. You can shift your artwork around if you want. Um, you know, you can change, yeah, just uh, even, even linen colors, right? In a room can change everything. Curtain colors can change uh, things as well. So those are just some examples of like physical space changes that can create. And again, like colors enhance mood. So we can, we can pick colors that will psychologically have an impact on us, right? Like restaurants do this. It's like a whole marketing scheme. Did you know that like yellow makes you eat fast? I did not know that. Yeah, I believe that's what I heard. Again, somebody Google this as you're listening. Um, but I believe yellow was one of the colors that like make you eat fast and feel happy, which is why McDonald's and Subway, you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, I mean, all this stuff, like think about it. We like we're talking about Christmas because we just got through it. Even like Halloween, you put up certain decorations that have a certain color and a certain theme to them, and it creates a certain mood. So yeah. how you approach your house is exactly, or your space or your office is exactly the same thing, right? However you want it to look will affect your mood and how productive you are. Like the newspaper bullpen that I worked in for 10 years was the grossest green, off green color with big fluorescent lights and a 70s style tile floor. And then these old wooden desks, like it, it's this oppressive environment for an oppressive job, right? It was interesting. You felt different in that space, but you associated it with what you were doing. And then you went outside and was like, ah, you know what I mean? Like if there's a noticeable feeling when you left the building. Totally, totally, right? And again, like that's why I like office plants, certain lighting. So salt lamps are really great. Salt lamps are great at like neutralizing the negative ions in the air and stuff. So they have some benefits that way, but they're also really calming. A lot of people that that live in like northern parts of the world where it's dark all the time, they'll use twinkle lights in their house. They'll use salt lamps just to have like gentler light. So you can do things like that to just have um, different mood. I use diffusers that have different lighting systems as well. So there's always some kind of scent going into the air, things like that. But yeah, exactly. Like what does your space look like? Does it cultivate creativity? Does it cultivate, you know, um, like good feelings or is it just like leftover stuff here and there? Something I did a few um, months ago was just, oh, <laughs> that weekend, the weekend that I painted the, the knife block. <laughs> um, it's 
swapped out some of my dishes. I had all these like fancy dishes that you like platters and stuff you get for like wedding presents and stuff. And obviously this is something that I'm also like, I don't want these sitting in my fucking cupboard anymore. Right. But I also, I'm like, they're not getting used. This is pointless. So I pulled them all out and these fancy little dishes. Now my kids will eat yogurt out of, I went and bought like gold plated China from the um, thrift store because I was just kind of tired of my old heavy plates that half of them were broken anyway. So I was like, I'm going to go get these like fancy cute china dishes for 20 bucks at the thrift store they're so fun so now we have all these fun little dishes um to eat out of and it just felt good it felt like I was able to like switch my kitchen a little bit I even put like some shelves in the cupboards to space it differently like they're small subtle changes but they make big impacts when we are looking and interacting with these spaces in our home on a regular basis organization is huge I watched uh, Marie Kondo uh, a little while like a, a couple of years ago and she's got like this special folding technique fucking genius man I don't use it for my clothes but I use it for my kids clothes and they are so um there it's so much easier for them to find their clothes because you can actually put things like side by side so they can scan and see every item in their drawer instead of bottom to top where they don't know what t-shirts on the bottom and things like that so my kids actually learned how to fold their clothes like that and it's genius it's great they they help fold their clothes and they can find everything in their drawer now um so she has some really great tips on like organization and why it's important and, you know, the big joke with her, well, I don't know if it was a joke, but I thought it was kind of cute and comical, but very legit is like, as you're releasing things, as you're saying goodbye to things, you like hold it to your chest, feel if it's, if, if it's something you want to hold on to or not again, connect with your heart space. And then you like thank it and, and toss it. If it doesn't spark joy, if it doesn't bring a sense of, you know, cause we become so attached to things. We have these crazy attachments. And when we look at you know, back to when we talked about our changing times podcast about how, you know, our grandparents have kind of set the stage for how we evolve with things and, you know, what a throwaway kind of society we are now, um, you know, they held on to things because they had a lack, they grew up or they were surviving with a lack of food, a lack of supplies, a lack of industry, a lack of a ton of things, right? So that generation has a really hard time letting go of things. If we have any kind of attachment traumas in childhood, we might have a hard time letting go of things, you know, um, uh, like my ex was adopted and I think there was a lot of attachment stuff there as well. I can think about, you know, things that I hold on to that were my dad's or things that you're just part of the story. And it's like, man, how many times have I moved with these things? And then when was I finally able to let them go after like, packing them around six times or something and finally being like, yeah, okay, I don't need that anymore. Right. But sometimes it's a process we just have to go through. And then there's other people who attach to nothing and they're just like, nope, everything. I'll just like, I'll just sell it and get a new one. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of commendable. I'd like a, a nice little in-between. I feel like I'm a, I'm a decent in-between now because I can't hold on to everything with my kids. Right. Well, well no, and kids, it's a whole pro. Like, I mean, with my son, whenever we he's outgrown so many stuff, but he still wants to hold on to it because it's, he, he associates with it so much. Right. And it's kind of, then he goes to school for, and it's just like, okay, okay, let's go and just kind of move some stuff out that he won't notice and get rid of it. Hope he's not yeah. listening. Um, but yeah, my, my mom was the same way. Like she held on when, when she passed away, we had a basement full of shit to go through and trying to decide what to get rid of. And it was amazing how, what she had obviously held on to for all of her 83 years, pretty much. Wow. Right. Um, but again, she grew up in the 1930s on a farm in Saskatchewan during the depression and the war years. So, I mean, that's what you knew. Whereas I try really hard now, aside from like books, 
you know, and some, some, you know, did, you know, analog movies that I have, I try to just not hold on to things for too, too much long. And I, I was bad. I was someone that would get a new cell phone every, every year. And I would try really hard not to, cause it's just a waste of money mm-hmm. and junk, but they're not that much special, but we, it, it's, you're right. It's, we're living in a world where everything's disposable. So I think it makes that in a way easier to not be attached to it, but it creates, it's also its own problems, which is a for whole sure. different episode. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. More and more and more stuff. So yeah, I always feel really good when I purge again, you're energetically letting go of things. You are releasing stuff from like previous versions of you, whether it's clothes or items or belongings or anything. Right. Um, and like parts of, of your story sometimes, you know, and that's a good thing, right. It, It gives you space to move forward. Um, but then also looking at how do you feel when you clear that space? How do you feel when that kind of opens up? Right. So that's a sort of a really great way to look at how to create some space in your life to foster growth and expansion in some of these intentions that you are setting for yourself this year. Right. And again, like maybe it's about creating new space somewhere. So people who might have some fitness goals, some, um, uh, like meditation goals. So this space that I have right here, I reclaimed the sauna that's right behind me. And that was, I had a, like a Tupperware side gig for many years throughout my mat leaves and stuff. And it was just like a storage cupboard for all my extra Tupperware. And I was like, and I didn't physically have enough time to go in the sauna when my kids were younger. So I never used it anyways. I reclaim that shit, man. <laughs> and I reclaim this room, which used to be my ex's workout room, which was kind of just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I created like uh, my own workout room, my own wellness room, my little office space and my meditation area right here as well. Um, and that was like a really beautiful freeing kind of like, ah, I finally have my own space. Cause I was using my bedroom before. And that was like, well, interfering with my sleep as you can imagine, cause you don't want to do <laughs> right at work in your room. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for me, like it was about creating space here and actually, um, you know, utilizing old things I had, but I actually went and got new things too. That same weekend I, I painted that. That was a heck of a weekend you had. There. Was, yeah. There was some shit that went down in my life that I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. It's go time. I'm like ready to level up to this next piece. And it's like, don't hold back now. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I was like, up like, putting furniture together and crying and swearing. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. We we all need weekends like that. (laughs) Did we ever? Yeah. So create space, right? Like maybe it's workout space. Like Jason, you're doing yoga now and you're going to a class for that, but maybe like you want to create a space like in your office there or somewhere else for that. Um, You know, I've created space for my kids uh, to do certain things, um, whether it's like an art station or things like that, right? They they have fucking hockey spaces all over this joint, right? (laughs) I think, like, I think the takeaway here, which is a good one, and it kind of ties back to that Mary Kendo. Mm-hmm. Marie Kondo factor. Is it Kendo or Kondo? Marie Kondo. I like what you said though. That was good. Kendo. Yeah. That's a Japanese <laughs> fighting stuff. Anyways, um, is is the joy factor? Like, if it brings you joy in any way, shape, or form, it's worth holding on to. And as soon as it doesn't anymore, it's worth you know saying thanks and moving on. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think about how you set up your home, your office space, what you wear. All that, if you're, if it brings you joy, your mindset is going to be better. Your intentions are going to become truer, quicker. Yeah. For lack of better English. But I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. 
Totally. And even like dressing according, right? I mean, I'm channeling my inner nineties right now. So there's this like immature version of me coming out today, right? Um, with my Tupac hoodie, but yeah, so you can, you can dress according to that. But the other thing we never touched on here that I'll do quickly. And I know Jason's like, our clock is counting down now. <laughs> Commercial <laughs> but, break is um, coming, Jolene. <laughs> right? yeah, really fast. I always talk so fast. I'm sorry, guys, too many ideas. Um, but essentially, making space in our lives around relationships as well. Like who's holding us back, who feels heavy, who consumes too much of our time, who consumes too much of our energy and who might be preventing us from moving forward. And I don't mean that these people are intentionally doing this, but sometimes we do have to go and thin out some of our associations in order to be moving forward on our journey of where we're going. Right. Especially if people are making wellness resolutions and then you have friends that are like partying every weekend, like you're going to have to be thinning some of that out if you are going to support your goal and stay like fiercely committed to yourself. So, um, I your, think so you set yourself up to succeed, you know, that should be a, that could, we could do a whole episode on that next week. Oh, that'd be good. I think Segway. so. Always thinking. Always. <laughs> Anyways, folks, we hope we gave you some good ideas on how to feng shui the shit out of your life in your home. Um, <laughs> we will be back next week. Obviously talking about how to feng shui some people out of your life. <laughs> there you go. Right? right? I figured feng shui was better than saying John Wick them out of your life. Because that's a whole different perspective on things. Yeah. Uh, sure. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. We'll talk to you next week.